When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is full time here in the pre season friendly. Everton have won 3 0. Oh, 4 0, 4 0. There are kids everywhere on the pitch again. It's like Crystal Palace all over again, this. There's a few key out players coming over to the Gladys Street and applauding. Just full of uh, children again. Uh, Mark Moosey, do you want to describe what we're seeing right now? Um, all I can take from that is that I don't know who Paul is, but we need a backup striker <laughs> immediately. And I've seen more from Paul Stratton than I've seen from Solomon Rondon in the last 24 months. That's uh, bad. I mean, if I was to entrust someone in the 93rd minute at Chelsea at home next week, I'd probably put my faith in Paul over Solomon. Uh, but yeah, it's a good win, a clean sheet, a few goals. <laughs> All right, um, manage, yeah. <laughs> and, and Paul will have a chat about your terms after the game. Everyone's getting off the pitch now. There's going to be something nice happening here. Some of these children are definitely a lot older than the actual children, I think. 
is there anything higher up on a groundsman's pecking order of nightmares and a pre-season pitch invasion? <laughs> Having spent three months tirelessly getting the grass to the millimetre perfect. Some utter whopper goes on after a dar scores a 90th minute fourth. Welcome back to Everton. Is it is it four is it four nil in the end? Are we saying officially four? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think four's on the books. Non-pro goals count double, um, so I'm taking that as a five-goal haul. Frank Lampard. Uh, we'll shoot off shortly. Uh, Rose, before we go, talk about this properly. Dwight McNeil, fantastic, wasn't he, when he came on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, all of the focus will go towards the two goals that were scored, but he just looks like someone who's comfortable with a football at his feet. Uh, I know that sounds like an incredibly basic point, but having, in particular, midfielders and creative midfielders who are comfortable on the ball, or quite natural strikers of a football, that has not been an easy task for Everton in terms of their recruitment policy in the last few years. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to base the success of this lad on 25 minutes against Kiev in a friendly but I am I mean yeah we are absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh, and more of that to follow but he, he looks like someone who will relatively effortlessly slide into this side and uh, you know on, on the back of that st- on the back of that sentence we are eight days away from raising the curtain on Everton's Premier League season is anyone here or is anyone at home going to decide that Dwight McNeil does not start that game? Probably not. Uh, you know, he, hopefully what he does on the training pitch in the next six or seven days works on the, the 25 minutes that we've seen tonight. And, you know, if we're to get a little bit of the comfortability on the ball, the goal return that we've seen tonight, the assist that we know we've got in him and his ability to find people like Carver-Lewin, I don't see how that doesn't work for a 22-year-old midfielder who we all hope has got the entire future of his career at his feet at the moment. Um, we'll leave it to Stranger Imagine and then we'll have the strains of the Demi Castle as well. So well, Paul Stratton has dreamed all of his life of those sort of balls coming into the box from Dwight McNeil and I'm just glad that we've managed to put the two together finally. Very bizarre situation at the end there, but uh, yeah, we'll be back very shortly here on the Blue Room.
Castle now, relatively quiet. Matt Flusk, the absolute hero. Got everyone a bevy. Ours are probably flat now after all the train chaos. I'm just for clarity, it is one hell of a lot quieter than the last time that we were in this pub. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it, to think that was actually a thing? Yeah, I think from a you know, from a social point of view and from a footballing point of view, this typical last friendly of the pre-season campaign yeah. is is obviously the point where it resonates, isn't it? Where the joy slash misery of the footballing side of your life returns. But this, this, this side of it, I think we can all absolutely go on board with. Do you feel better about the season after that tonight? Or worse? Or about, about the same? Because I think... After Blackpool, as much as the one, we were both quite concerned about the lack of additions, part yeah. of the team. I think tonight we played against a team, obviously, who who were there without much competitive football themselves, and I think that, that showed late on especially, but it did feel like there were a lot of, certainly from the, the new lads, and it's all about Tarkovsky and McNeil in particular, but then obviously been Agre as well with that, that assist he got, but it felt like it was, it was a bit more bright, a bit more adventure, a bit more... Yeah sharpness from Everton all round in the in the game today. Yeah, I think, you know, from the offset, Dynamo here have obviously poised a lot more threats in every area of the pitch than Blackpool did. Um, and I think that there was an enormous chunk of tongue-in-cheek about coming out of Blackpool at the weekend, wasn't there, in terms of, you know, we've seen a team play some okay football, score four goals, be relatively comfortable. Um, but I don't think there was a great deal of takeaways from that game at the weekend. Whereas, as you say tonight, uh, as much as we're all not getting carried away with what is, let's put it out there, a 4 0 win and not a 3 0 <laughs> well, win. Everson's official no. sides will beg to differ on that. I've said countless times that I will cherish every moment in Goodison Park in its final two seasons. And every time that net so much as ripples in the wind I will celebrate in Everton goal so yes 4-0 um, but yeah there was there was some takeaways from tonight there was a lot of things that I thought I want to see at Chelsea on Saturday there's some things that I thought you know what that, that worked tonight but it absolutely won't work at the weekend and I think it, you know the obvious big thing for me tonight was we managed to get two new lads on the pitch um, a few young, young lads towards the end as well um, but you know it, it's all going to be about Dwight McNeil um, two good goals one that I think was for all of the optimistic McNeil fans was the type of goal that you actually yeah. want to see him score coming in from the right wing couple of good touches with the left foot and that moment of silence in the Gladys Street that we experienced where you saw the lad take a backswing and thought there's absolutely no way he doesn't hit the target here. Uh, we said in the ground about the the purpose and the clarity with which he strikes a football. That that Whether that is having a shot on goal or putting an assist in for, for Carvert-Lewin or any other attacking player, that's, that's the winger that we hope 
that Everton are able to unleash in himself. Uh, I think I, I'm totally on board with bringing him into the football club even before tonight, but I think that the one thing that we wanted to invest in as an idea of this footballer was that he's had the shackles on him at Burnley. Yeah. Whether that's because of the nature of the football club or the nature of the manager that he's played for, we hope that Everton will be that unleash for him, that, that, that element of freedom that he's able to play in his game. And yeah, you, you can see that there was an enjoyment there on the ball tonight. And wh- whether that is just the, the debut bounce that you'll get from any player, but he looked like he wanted to integrate well with other players. He wanted to be on the ball. He wanted to go forward. You know, <laughs> I, I'm trying to make a serious point about an incoming Everton player here, but if Matt Flush sits down with sunglasses, on a, some, do you want to hoodie as well? <laughs> I think he's obviously, and you know, to echo what I said in the ground about him, I don't think it's too knee-jerk now to say, is there a way in which we can leave him out of that, that starting eleven at the weekend? Um, because we've cried out for players with an element of productivity. Uh, you know, I, I don't think as Evertonians we can watch an attacking player come and have that level of impact and score two good goals and be and be fairly involved in all of our good build-up play in the second half and say you're not going to be part of that at the weekend. I think we, we've seen, probably not tonight, but in his time at Burnley, that he's got a fair level of industry about his game as well. Um, and I'm fully ready to pass over to Matt to disagree with everything I've just said. Well, Matt was saying in the pub before the game and he thinks Dwight McNeil's awful and we should never have signed him and it's a terrible acquisition. <laughs> he's looking at me very sternly there, but no, you... That was a hyperbole bit made, but you were sceptical about the acquisition. Did, did anything tonight change your mind? I mean, in the long run, it's far too soon to say, but in the short run, like Mo said, in terms of the next game, you would be a hard-headed idiot if you didn't at least consider him for, if not a starting place, first sub on 55 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. We all know, early season, early season, you make early subs, People aren't fit and everything like that. You know, you don't wait till the 85th minute. So if he comes off the bench on 55 minutes, 60 minutes, I'll be fine with that. If he starts the game, I'll be fine with that because I'm big enough to hold my hands up and say, yeah, he played very well tonight. He was very, he was exciting to watch. He was a joy to watch. He looked like he had the bit between his teeth. I mean, if he wanted the ball, I thought. Say what? If he'd signed 10 days ago and he played like that tonight, I thought, all right, yeah, fair play. He signed a matter of hours ago, and to come out on the pitch and play like that, it's like, okay, right, this guy's got a point to prove. Like, he knows there are people like me out there who are calling him Shite McNeil, and he's like, I'm going to bury you. I'm going to prove you wrong, and you know what, fair play. Are you taking credit for Dwight McNeil's statement? I am absolutely taking credit, yeah. Absolutely. It's all on me. Subscribe, follow, like, retweet. No, but seriously, I mean, he couldn't have done it anymore, could he? So, yeah, I, I've got to, I'm not going to hold my hands up and say I was wrong about him as a player long term, but in the short term, I I would not, if he was to be in the start of the 11 against Chelsea, I wouldn't burn the place down. And that might be damning with faint praise for some people, but, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's done as much as he can, and fair play to the lad. Uh, the, the only player most really good tonight again we said same same sort of things about him against Blackpool James yeah. Tarkovsky playing on the left of that back three again 
Um, like I said at the weekend, I think it'd be harsh to describe as a, a no-nonsense defender, and I think we saw a, a bit more of that tonight. I think he's just a good footballer who is a defender who does the basics really well. You know, covers yeah. really well, uses the ball really well, puts his head in really well. Just an all-round good footballer and a good centre half by the looks of it. If he wasn't a new player, I'd have come away from that game tonight and not said a word about him. Yeah. And I think that's everything that you need from a centre half, especially. You know, we're given a fair degree of football and leniency to these centre-halves at the moment by playing three of them. I think Tarkovsky is, is, for my money, from what we've seen at Burnley, he's comfortable of playing in a two. But I think for all of those other centre-halves that we've got in Keane, Godfrey and Holgate in particular, who we saw tonight, they all very much suit that support of having two other centre-halves alongside them. Um, but... Tarkovsky he's just head and shoulders isn't he um, aerially vocally I think if anyone watched him at set pieces tonight in particular he is the voice um, he is the leader of that team whether he's wearing a black and white piece of fabric around his arm or not he is the man uh, and, and he, he is very quickly becoming I think I described him last week as a bigger brother of this football team and, and instantly has that that leadership impact um, the, the, the tackle that we saw in the first half from him. Well, I, I missed this because I was down getting a bevy, it so was, just describe it in all colour for me, please. I mean, I, I can't... It, it was preceded by a pretty good piece of covering defending. Um, I, I, can't, I can't remember the actual piece of build-up play that led to it, but he came across the six-yard box and kind of cleaned one particular passage of play up and decided to just end the next passage of play with the most aggressive scissoring slide tackle that you've ever seen in a preseason friendly to the point where within within seven seconds of the dynamo kiev left winger hitting the floor the physio was doing the classic rolling of the fingers substitution <laughs> sign to the bench just like this man is has died unfortunately we're gonna need another footballer um but you know if you want to call that over the top in a friendly then you know fair play to you but that, no friendly I mean, that, that's his mindset though, Matt, isn't it? There, there is a level of assertiveness and a level of aggression, in all honesty, that centre-halves need to have. And, and, and that is something that... Do you know what? Again, whether it's right or wrong tonight, there's no way that Michael Keane goes across and puts an almighty challenge in in that game. And, you know, there's no way he does that in the Premier League game either. It, it, it's the... It, it's the inert defender within him that makes him do that and that there's, there's an element of that defensive style to Tarkovsky that you just can't take away whether it's against Anna Mukhev on a Friday night in a friendly or if it's in training against Damari Gray on Tuesday morning you know you, you will never take that level of that 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 baseline defending off him um, and, and that's, that's exactly what we want to see you know if it's if it's a bit too much for a friendly then that's fine but if it's volleying Kai Havertz up in the air on Saturday afternoon, then no one really cares, do they? But yeah, I think you know he, he's he's got he's got that element to his game. He's got a, a level on the ball that I think we're all comfortable with. I think you know I could point fingers at other central defenders tonight that played and think, well, I I, I am fully aware of how poor you are on the ball. Um, you know, Keane and, and Paul Gates given a, a chance away in the second half. Godfrey tonight, mate. Godfrey, you know he. 
for the fact that he's got like a fruit machine and he can run through teams at will but if you ask him to play a, a pass like he tries to do to Anthony Gordon on the left wing tonight then it's obviously not going to work but he, he, you know he's, he's someone who mentally I'm not even thinking about as a new Everton footballer at the moment I, I'm looking at Dwight McNeil and I'm looking at Vinagre at left back and I'm, I'm trying to determine how important and, and how focal they can be but I'm, I'm no longer in any way worried about James Tarkovsky because he, he instantly, for me, is probably the first name on the team sheet in terms of people you're comfortable with at the weekend. First outfield name, sure. First outfield name. To go further than that and credit someone like Jordan Pickford, it, 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 he's not even a thing we need to talk about anymore. He's just that good. Now, you talk about Tarkovsky's tackle and... Like, I'm, I'm drawing my experience as a scientist and that I didn't see the phenomenon itself I saw the effects of it <laughs> so there was just this ripple and then this standing ovation and I, I, I wasn't paying attention for a fraction of a second so I stood up I was in the lower Gladys and everyone's like on the feet clapping and I just look and I just see this Dynamo Kiev player on the floor just like clutching every single part of the body he could I'm thinking what the hell's going on here like this is a charity match what the hell has gone on here and then sort of following this he's like oh yeah it's how Kosh just did it I was like alright fair play there are no friendlies it was one of those free kicks sliding tackles uh, central yeah. defender will do where you think I know my foot has hit the ball first here but I've got absolutely jogs again yeah, absolutely, yeah. I've got absolute license to go through this footballer like he's not even there. And obviously, in recent memory, we know Tarkovsky's got that in his locker. Yes. So he knows the line, he knows what he can get away with. And that could be a very useful asset for us this season. Just that little bit of needle, that little right on the cut. Referee at a push might give a yellow. If not, might just not even give a free kick, as was the case with the fella whose name we won't mention because he's no longer part of this club. Yeah. Speaking of the, sorry, just before we move on from him, the, the kind of Jagielka parallels that we spoke about there, that, that kind of cross-field 70-yard loft of passes is definitely, you know, it's either naturally in his locker or it's something that Everton are actively working on because we obviously saw it towards Patterson at Blackpool at the weekend. Uh, we saw him in particular trying to free up Patterson tonight, uh, a little bit from the other side of the, of the defence towards Vitaly Mikhailenko. But I think that if you are going to play that three at the back, then you have to recognise that you are very suddenly playing five in midfield, and those two wide players need to be very much involved in your attacking play. Yeah, it just goes on every defender, doesn't it, by extra 10% to be more attacking when you're playing five at the back. Yeah, everybody so, yeah. has to be a bit better on the ball, yeah. everybody has to be a bit more, especially the wing-backs, obviously, but even the centre-backs need, you've got to have more space on the ball, so you need to be a little bit more incisive and, and creative with the way you play. And that centre-centre-back, the CCB, if you will, yeah. They have to be absolutely faultless because they're the one who, when the back splits yeah. and the wing backs go forward, they've got to cover basically two positions. Yeah. They need to be absolutely impeccable. And maybe we've got that, maybe we haven't, but. Well, we've got one of them, but he can't stay fit, unfortunately. Well, yeah. yeah. 
if, if we were gonna if we were gonna nitpick at the five at the back and you know as Evertonians in a pre-season friendly we are absolutely here to do that <laughs> I'd, I'd probably look at the two fullbacks and think you know given the nature of the system that we are now playing we said it at the weekend there is so much emphasis on those fullbacks just being generally brilliant in every area of the game I think coming back towards his own goal in particular Mikalenko has shown enough last season to make me think that that's not too much of an issue um, I, I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say, you know, what type of footballer Nathan Patterson is. Because he didn't really get into the game at all tonight, did he? We've got so much to learn about him. You know, a couple of nice touches in the second half coming towards us on the Gladys Street, but I don't really think there's anything that we can sink our teeth into as being that's the footballer that we're going to see this year. But if, if there was two very faintly drawn question marks on that performance tonight, I'd probably say, well, you two have still got to prove to me that you are capable of being a really important part of this system um, you know the, the, there's emphasis loaded onto certain areas of a 5-3-2 or a 3-5-2 full box is absolutely one of them um, your midfield two is absolutely one of them as well um, you know it was lovely seeing Alex Awobi and Decore occasionally picking the ball up in the middle of the park tonight but you need someone who's a bit more nitty gritty and a I don't really mean that work tonight no. I think Awobi had a great well, times where you thought, yeah, here we go, and then... There's not, there's not many twos in the Premier League starting 11s that you think that those two will be comfortable against. Um, you know, we, we had a brief conversation about Adrissa Gate tonight, who obviously Everton have been linked with this week. If Everton sign him in the next seven days, he plays against Chelsea for me, because we are that desperate for that stereotypical six-ball winning, intercepting central midfielder. Why not, Alan? Um, you know, I, I personally don't think. I, I think we've seen enough of him now to say that I'm not willing to put that level of trust in him. Uh, you know, granted, I've not seen Adrissa Gay in person for what three seasons now, but Alan, yes, granted, has done it on occasion last season. But we're talking about the future of the football team now. Is Alan that? You know, I, I, it's gone that though, thirty-three. No, no, I think that's fair. But if if I, if I was to if I was to have this kind of gatekeeping night watchman of a six playing in that in that sweeping mid central midfielder role I, I'm probably going off sentimentality and, and history here but I'd rather have Adrissa Gay in there that I the, the Adrissa Gay that I know than the Alan that I seen again in a pre-season friendly tonight dawdle on the ball and get caught out and I, I'm still I, you know I was one of his biggest fans when he came in but I'm probably still looking at him as a footballer saying what's he great at what, what's the what's the one thing that I'm, you know, he's in the top four in this squad of being really good at. And right now, I, I honestly don't know where he fits in. I, I wouldn't even say that. Um, I'd say two things. One is, there's a risk that you and others are remembering the Idrissa you want to remember rather than the one that actually was. <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking about the Idrissa Gay we had. Yeah, yeah. He was not. He was never a natural number six. He wasn't. He, he was more of a decoray player. Yeah. And the other thing we need to remember is like when when you talk about not starting Alan, assuming he's fit, and thinking we need to sign a completely new player to start in that position. Yeah. You're effectively saying he's shite. You're effectively saying he's not fit to start ever for this club and I think that's a big I, I don't think Alan's a fantastic player yeah. but I think he's enough to do a job I, 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 
go back on that and say if, if we had the squad that we do now in eight days time I think Alan starts but I'm not that that's not me saying that I think he's the right man to start I think given the nature of the footballer that he is he is probably the only one of those players that we have I don't think you can go into that game against Chelsea and not play a stereotypical holding midfielder so he does have to play um, you know I, I, I totally get what you're saying about Adjusta Gay um, it, it, it's not going to be a Blue Room podcast if we don't mention Ross Barkley and I think a lot of the, um, a lot of, no, it's exactly the same argument isn't it it's a, <laughs> just going to throw the microphone across the room but it, it's, it's the, it's, he is the epitome of the argument of the footballer that you remember or wanted to develop a few years ago you know I, I get your point about Adjusta Gay uh, but I feel like we're focusing too much on the idea of Adjusta Gay rather than the reality yeah but, but in, in that point do we not have to sign someone who fits that idea because I, I like to think that we sure? we, we know that that's but an idea not, that's it's not my job to find that player it's Kevin Felwell's yeah well and at the moment it looks like his entire job description is watching matches today I mean <laughs> we, we say this now but we, we haven't seen the highlights of Burnley's match against Huddersfield tonight uh, and un- until we've seen who played at centre midfield for Burnley tonight we'll not know whether better is out there is Stephen DeFore still there you know maybe get him maybe get him in you know, after all these after all these years but no fascinating fascinating which stuff is which is ours fascinating stuff uh, uh, for everyone um, it's just a case not an editor play yeah we need to stress but you know it might don't happen yeah. might happen in the coming days but we'll see but you know Everton won tonight 4 slash 3 nil, maybe 3 and a half nil. 3 and a half nil. <laughs> the top east tonight I don't even know what happened with that um, they talk off, or... we'll tell you when we finish with uh, but we'll leave it there <laughs> that's it from uh, Matt Mark and another Matt uh, we've got a John with us as well it's like the the uh, the New Testament, isn't it? <laughs> you see the Luke come <laughs> on in. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll be back again in the week. We'll be back after the Chelsea game. You won't be back, will you, Moe? you going to see Booker Mormon? Oh, no. I mean, as much as I am looking forward to that and appeasing my wife, I will be at the Chelsea game beforehand. Okay, so you won't be on post match, though. I definitely but... just said appeasing my wife on a podcast as well. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there anyway. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the lads. Uh, we're in the Demi Castle, which is wonderful. You should all come for the Chelsea game. Or should come after it. It'll be absolutely bouncing. And yeah, we'll speak to you again soon here on the Blue Room of the Toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.